This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. Today on the program, we have Dr. Carlos Calle, lead scientist in Kennedy's Electrostatics and Surface Physics Lab. He is developing instrumentation to deal with the problem of electrostatic dust during future planetary exploration missions. Carlos, thanks for being with us today. Uh, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Carlos, where is the electrostatic dust coming from and what kinds of problems does it create? Uh, the, um, the technology, the electrodynamic dust shield, as we call it here, um, uh, originated uh, way back in the, uh, in, the, in the 60s, 1967 actually, in a white paper that uh, a NASA scientist uh, wrote uh, on uh, different uh, possible technologies to uh, remove dust, uh, uh, something that was uh, became an issue uh, and had been an issue during the Apollo missions. And um, the uh, the white paper stayed there for a while. Uh, professor at uh, the University of Tokyo uh, picked up that technology and actually put it to practice and did uh, develop uh, the, the basic concepts of it and uh, later on uh, abandoned it and um, moved on to uh, develop uh, other methods to remove dust for terrestrial applications. Uh, Professor at Tokyo was, uh, the University of Tokyo was not interested in space applications and uh, ended up uh, working on, on um, what is called electrostatic precipitators, which is a technology that is very matured and it's used in large, uh, dusty settings, uh, industrial settings on Earth. Um, um, about um, six or seven years ago, um, we um, actually, a little longer than that, in 2003, we, we uh, proposed, we joined forces with the uh, University of Arkansas at Little Rock and, and, and uh, wrote a proposal together to the NASA Science Mission Directorate and, and won uh, a, what is called an NRA, NASA Research um, uh, Award uh, announcement, actually, um, to work uh, on uh, a, uh, using that, uh, that idea uh, of the uh, uh, electric curtain, as the professor at uh, the University of Tokyo had uh, named it, to uh, maintain or to, to uh, yeah to maintain solar panels uh, on Mars uh, free of dust, and so we developed that technology for about four years and applied it to uh, uh, the glass covers that that um, are used uh, to protect the uh, the photovoltaic uh, arrays. Um, at the end of that uh, of that uh, grant. Um, we began to work with uh, with the technology. Um, you know, at, the, at that point, NASA had uh, had uh, started working uh, on the, uh, the, uh, the the possible uh, uh, missions to to the moon, and so we we changed gears a little bit and um, began to apply to the. Uh, to the, to the lunar problem, which was how the uh, the technology actually uh, was introduced by, back in the, in the 1960s to solve the problem of, uh, of, of dust accumulating on surfaces and spacesuits and uh, uh, visors and so on uh, during the Apollo missions. And so uh, NASA had a uh, 
an ASA-wide uh, uh, project uh, funded by the uh, ESMD, the, the um, Exploration uh, Technology Directorate, um, that involved many NASA centers, and our role there was to develop this technology. And we worked on that for three years and uh, developed uh, the technology further um, for the lunar environment, which was a much more uh, uh, a challenging environment because uh, the lunar, the moon has essentially no atmosphere, um, and the dust is highly uh, charged uh, due to the uh, the uh, environment in which the uh, the moon. Uh, uh, the, uh, what is called the electrostatic environment of the moon uh, due to the, uh, the uh, solar wind and the uh, uh, cosmic rays. Um, and so, um, but we were able to overcome um, all of those difficulties and, uh, and were able to develop the technology for different applications. So that's pretty much where we are. And, and how does the technology work and what does it look like? It involves a, um, a what I call it a, a very a, a very thin coating of uh, um, thin uh, electrodes um, that are uh, embedded in a substrate, um, and, and we apply the, uh, we uh, activate the electrodes with a, a very low power uh, electric signal um, that. Uh, by the way, in, in the way that that, that the um, the signal is applied to to the to the electrodes, we generate a, an ele electric field wave that propagates through the surface, and uh, it's pretty much like when you throw a pebble on a pond, and you you see the the ripples propagating away uh, throughout the pond, and uh, in this case, it's an invisible electric field that is propagating across the surface, and that electric, propagating electric field carries along the uh, uh, dust particles um, um, that are electrostatically charged. How is this version different from previous EDS technologies? The original uh, uh, Reduction to practice that, that took place up uh, over in, uh, in, in Japan uh, at the University of Tokyo um, uh, used metallic uh, actual actual uh, conducting wires, copper wires um, that were uh, attached to different insulating surfaces. Um, so in principle, it is the same technology. The um, what is different now is that we don't use actual wires. We use um, uh, conducting films, mm -hmm. um, and so we start with a either a uh, a, a glass panel. Uh, in, in the case of uh, a, an application for solar panels or uh, or astronaut visors, for example, or or, or viewports in which the uh, the, uh, the the application is, is needs to be transparent, and so we start with uh, transparent a transparent conducting film. Uh, uh, we we use uh, what is called indium tin oxide. Um, it's a it's a film that is used on uh, uh, touch screens for computers and and uh, 
tablets and so on. And um, <clears throat> so that is, um, we, uh, we, we end up etching the film off of the, uh, of the, of the glass, for example, uh, leaving only the, uh, the electrode traces, um, that we then apply a, um, a, a the, the, uh, the, uh, electric, uh, uh, signal to, to generate the wave. Um, so, so it is, so these, these, um, electrodes are no longer, uh, actual copper wires, as I said, but, but films, conducting films. In other cases, in which the uh, the uh, application does not need to be transparent, like uh, for example for thermal radiators, uh, for space applications like you know on the Moon and Mars and and, uh, and asteroids, uh, which are simply uh, uh, metallic surfaces that are painted with a th white uh, reflective uh, thermal paint. Uh, what we do is we we place um, uh, a copper film. Uh, of copper film electrodes that that we uh, attach to the metallic uh, aluminum surface, and then that is uh, painted over with the uh, with the reflective paint. So you don't see from the outside, you don't see any difference uh, from a regular uh, painted uh, reflective surface. Uh, but underneath, we have these uh, thin uh, electrodes. Uh, that we activate and, and uh, to produce the wave that uh, carries the dust off um, of the surfaces. Um, so that um, so that is what's different. Uh, the other difference is that um, in, in uh, uh, applications uh, to, to Mars, for example, uh, because of the very uh, low atmospheric pressure on Mars, the um, Actual electric fields that are allowed um, are, are uh, have very low strength um, uh, because of the fact that uh, um, it, the uh, the breakdown uh, limit uh, between the electrodes is actually very uh, low, much much lower than on Earth, and so it becomes very challenging to um, to uh, um, Generate these fields that are strong enough to uh, to move the the, the dust off the surfaces and and still maintain the integrity of the uh, of the films and the electrodes. Uh, but we were able to overcome uh, that difficulty when we did our when we worked on that uh, project uh, for Mars to maintain solar panels on Mars. So there are, there are challenges challenges that are. Uh, very different when you when you think about uh, both the uh, lunar or Martian environments uh, as compared to uh, the terrestrial environment. Speaking of Mars, is the uh, are the dust shields only going to be used uh, for the solar panel applications? Are there any other ways that the dust shields will be used in the Mars missions? We we have developed. Uh, uh, um, applications of that uh, shield to not, not, not only solar panels but also to protect uh, optical systems, uh, camera lenses, uh, spectrometers. Um, so to that effect, we, we apply the, the transparent electrodes to a, a filter-like uh, 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 optical uh, quality uh, glass that would go 
over the uh, the camera lens or the spectrometer, and it will maintain that the um, the, uh, the device uh, uh, free of dust, um, uh, and, and also um, for uh, so the, the same uh, transparent. Uh, Application uh, would would work for uh, to maintain uh, uh, helmets and, and visors for future uh, manned missions um, to maintain windows uh, in a habitat uh, clear of dust and, and helmets astronaut helmets uh, uh, clear of dust without uh, having to use any contact uh, device like a brush. Uh, uh, which which would uh, uh, scratch the surfaces um, and, and with repeated uh, repeated usage, um, and then but but also as I mentioned uh, the, the thermal radiators to maintain the uh, the, the surfaces of uh, in instruments that need to be maintained uh, 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 at, a, at a certain temperature. Um, so those are painted with a reflective paint, as I said, and um, so we have developed uh, the technology for that, and, uh, and also for the uh, what is called second surface mirrors, which are the reflective films, uh, usually silver or aluminum coated uh, films that are used to wrap uh, structures uh, around to again reflect uh, heat. And so we've we've also implemented the technology to those films. To maintain uh, those uh, dust-free, because uh, you can imagine that that if you have a reflective surface, surface being uh, either a, a, a painted uh, surface with using uh, white reflective paint, or uh, or a uh, metallic uh, reflective surface, if if it is covered with dust, the uh, the, the efficiency of that uh, uh, radiator, that reflective surface is is compromised, and so we need to keep it uh, uh, clear of dust. So, so again, we've developed develop those those applications of that technology. And you'd mentioned manned missions earlier. Will this technology be embedded in the fabric of a of a future spacesuit? That is correct, and that is another another application which I forgot to mention, uh, which is very important. Uh, clearly. Uh, and we've been able to um, to apply it using, um, uh, in this case, uh, carbon nanotubes uh, uh, um, uh, solutions uh, inks to um, to fabric, um, and we're working on on applying it to actual uh, spacesuit um, fabric um, to to protect again to maintain uh, spacesuits uh, free of dust. That was a, a major problem. On, on the moon during the Apollo missions, uh, even though they were short duration missions, the uh, the astronauts the astronauts uh, ended up uh, covered with with dust uh, from the uh, the EVA activities uh, on the moon. Uh, it was impossible to really uh, remove the dust uh, uh, during the early missions. Uh, Apollo 11, the astronauts had been instructed to. Uh, to remove the dust before coming in, coming back into the lunar module, and they, they they actually tried to do that and found it impossible. So they ended up tracking a lot of dust uh, into the lunar module, which later on became a little bit of a problem. I mean, the missions were short duration, and uh, uh, 
and the return flight was not that long, and uh, so it was it was more of a nuisance at the time. But uh, long duration missions uh, would would uh, for those missions it would become uh, um, more than a nuisance. Uh, it, it would become a, a hazard, and so so we're working with with um, on that um, to uh, be able to to successfully keep the dust uh, off of uh, uh, spacesuits, yes. And can you also take us through, I, I, I think I'm pronouncing this right, is it the MISEX mission that that's, uh, involves the International Space Station? Right. Um, the uh, the MISI-10 or the MISI-X mission is going to be the 10th uh, mission to the uh, International Space Station. MISI uh, MISSE stands for Materials International Space Station Experiment, and uh, they have flown uh, eight of those missions. Um, the eighth uh, is up on, on on station right now, and what what uh, the, the purpose of the, of the of those experiments is to uh, uh, expose uh, materials to the space environment. So the um, the the uh, experiment consists of uh, a couple of uh, suitcase-sized uh, uh, panels that are populated with uh, different uh, sample materials that different researchers around the country uh, want to expose to the space environment for a, a length of time, uh, a year or two. Uh, and so the, um, the, the panels are, are, are uh, deployed um, outside the space station, in different orientations. There's a panel that uh, faces in the wake direction. There's a panel facing in the ram direction, and there's a panel facing one side of one panel facing the uh, zenith, and the other one facing the native directions. Uh, the reason for that is to to uh, provide experimenters with with the uh, ability to. Uh, to uh, expose materials to not only the space environment but also the, the plasma uh, of the Earth and the uh, atomic oxygen, for example, in the upper atmosphere. Um, or to, if you're, in, in our case, we're going to be in the wake direction so that we, we only experience the, uh, the, the space environment and, uh, and are shielded from the, the, the Earth plasma. Um, to to clo more closely simulate the uh, the lunar environment, and so we are planning on flying on on, on the tenth mission, uh, which is scheduled to fly uh, on um, on the, on a on the SpaceX rocket um, on a Dragon capsule in 2015, and uh, we're currently developing four of those uh, applications that I mentioned before. Uh, uh, one transparent TDS uh, uh, dust shield, that is, for uh, for optical systems and, and uh, camera lenses and uh, visors. A, two thermal radiators, one for the white reflective paint, painted metallic surfaces, and the other one for the second surface mirror, the the uh, the, the reflective uh, metallic uh, coated films, and uh, the fourth one for, on fabric. Or spacesuits, and the idea is to uh, again expose them in the uh, to the to the space environment for a, uh, at least a year, 
um, to activate the, the shields daily um, to see how they perform day after day uh, while exposed to, to that environment. Is that what you're working on currently, most of the, uh, just the testing process of the EDS technology? Develop, yeah, we're, we're developing the, the actual uh, panels that will fly, so they'll have, they have to have uh, space-rated uh, coatings and so on, and uh, testing them in the lab, in our vacuum chambers and so on. And finally, what is your favorite part of the job? The lab work, <laughs> definitely. Just, just uh, interacting with the researchers and, uh, and, and planning the tests and uh, running the tests and uh, you know, trying to figure out the, the issues, the, the, the experimental difficulties that we encounter and, uh, and, uh, you, know, and, and uh, you know, being able to, to, to solve the problems that, 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 we, that we find. Thanks, Dr. Kai. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Bye, thank you.